soft to work, go oh, hi. This song's not like any song you know, ho hi. Ho hi, ho hi, ho hi. Ho hi, and welcome back to the mine. This is episode three of the Out of the Mines podcast. I'm Sean Oakley. I'm Sam Cooper. And this week, my work wife is joined by my actual wife. Yes, she's the love of my life. She's my better half. God, I hope this flattery is working. It's Kaylee. Thank you, dear. Hello. So we got we got two games today, right? One that you guys have played, and one that I played on Hexard Stream. By the way, shout out to Hexard Stream. He streams X Wing basically every day. Uh, go check him out if you haven't already. But more on my game later. We have your game first, I believe. Yes, we'll uh, jump straight into our game. So um, this is a game that Kaylee and I played in real life uh, recently, last night, in fact. So I was continuing my practice of High Initiative Republics, a little twiddle from the last game I played with them. Uh, I'd brought the Proton Rockets Oddball uh, CLT Delta Plo again. Um, I had brought Crypmeme Annie, and then my fourth ship was a Naked Ricoli in the Naboo N1. And uh, I brought to the table uh, Han with R2-D2 crew, uh, Rogue Squadron escort with Protorps, and uh, Tennum with his S-foils. So that's basically Republic Aces versus Rebel Mix? So turn zero, we set up the obstacles in a, a quite spaced out cluster, apart from three that were reasonably close together, I'd say. Uh, yes, obstacles. Kaylee, I believe you set up reasonably spaced out uh, the E-wing on your right, ten numb in the centre and Han on the left, I believe. Uh, I believe that's uh, roughly where I placed them. Uh, and we ended up opposite that um, Rick and Anakin sort of in the left corner... And then Plo and Oddball in the right opposite Han. Um, we both started quite slowly doing one speeds where possible just to to see where where people could go. Um, Oddball and Plo did a bit of a jump forwards to try and catch out Han uh, with the double modded prockets. Uh, but although I managed to acquire the lock, Han just boosted past me. Uh, and then you kind of yeeted in with the rebels at that point. Oh, I did. <laughs> Quite big jumps forward, um, which I wasn't expecting. Uh, and the E-Wing, who had obviously, with its experimental scanners, taken a turn one target lock on Anakin. Um, yeah, um, some great flying and some unexpected moves, and all of a sudden, Kaylee had an obstructed torpedo shot on Annie. That sounds like a, a sad Anakin. Yeah, I mean, I wish. Thank thankfully, all <laughs> the obstacles were gas clouds, um, and I was sitting there with an evade, so I had, I think, an evade, two force, and a gas cloud, and I'm like, I need three, and it was four on four dice, wasn't it? And I, and I needed, I thought, I need three blanks, otherwise I'm almost guaranteed four evades. You rolled really well. I don't think you spent the lock on that and ended up with two crits, two hits. That's right, yes. Uh, but then I I believe I extremely lucked out by rolling two evades, a blank and an eyeball. So I didn't even have to spend the force and and uh, managed to dodge that, which was quite lucky. You, I think, also planked half points on Oddball on that round as well. Yes, yes, I did. Um, so after that, 
you sort of started chasing Annie and Rick, didn't you? Really homed in on that side of the board. Oh, I homed in on that side of the board while your other two were just flying around on the other side of the board, really. Yeah, because Oddball wasn't quite as manoeuvrable as the Jedi or Rick. He had to sort of take a long route round an obstacle and I was keeping Plo with him. Um, and there wasn't actually that much shooting. I think at 30 minutes left, the score was 18-0 to you. And then the turn that I brought Oddball and... Plow in, you'd I believe you'd done a 2k with 10 the turn beforehand um, to turn around, and then did a 2 bank with him past an obstacle to keep the stress as a, a pseudo focus uh, yeah, yeah. Um, stress focus yeah, and what that allowed me to do was bank in with oddball uh, barrel roll of aid for the bullseye target lock for a in range proton rocket and I'd quite lucky that I'd managed to dart... Well, Plo was behind Obble, and I darted Anakin round an obstacle. And they'd both got range three shots on on Ten Num. Um, and Anakin rolled one hit, um, and some blanks. I think it ended up with one hit. Uh, and you rolled, I want to say, focus blank. Uh, focus blank. Up until this point, my dice had been quite nice to me at th- on this particular turn dice fell to pieces i feel um and you i believe you elected not to spend the stress uh yes i was saving uh that dear little focus as uh, uh for my attacking opportunity which uh unfortunately being a lower initiative uh never arose spoilers ah i i, I sense death coming Plo also managed to get one hit rolled, and I believe again you rolled blank focus. I did, and and, and I was still deciding to save this. Uh... And deciding to save it, um, and then ob- so at this point, um, ten num is down to five, which to be fair, most people would be quite happy with. Um, but then I got the I obviously fired off the double modded proton rocket, um, lucked out, rolling crit hit and three eyeballs. So he didn't even need to spend the lock. Um, focus that up to four hits and a crit. At this point, obviously, you only had one eyeball, uh, one defense dice, uh, which you needed either an eyeball or a evade to stay alive. And uh, unfortunately, uh, that uh, that eluded me at this point, and a nice little blank showed its little head. So yeah, that was that was ten none down in in one round of shooting. Um, I think. During that round, you actually managed a range three on Oddball from Han, and I think that's the turn you killed Oddball. We um we sort of danced around basically for a couple more turns, didn't we? In and out of gas clouds, you managed to plink a couple of damage through on Anakin, actually bringing him down to half with another torpedo. From I did me. two torpedoes. I no, on I, Annie. I have no idea how I let Anakin get in the front arc of your E-wing twice. But, to be fair, he took two torpedoes and took two damage from it. I I will take that. I, I'm going to say, I feel like that's you riding the odds rather than it being, oh, it's okay, it's Anakin. But again, a range three like is a big arc, and yeah. dodging it forever is tricky. But, um, yeah, you'd... You'd killed Oddball at this point and halved Anakin, um, and you were ahead 64.50 with, I think we had no more than, we looked at the clock, 
I think it's about five minutes we thought no more than two rounds left. And it got down to the last round and I managed to just get a random range three unobstructed from Rick that I think I'd gone faster on so he was getting his extra dice. A random range, uh, sorry, a range one from Plo who was literally sitting behind but parallel. So I had a range one but no CLT from him. Uh, but he took a lock. And then I managed to just nip Anakin in just fractionally out of arc, uh, out of front arc, range one bullseye. Anakin shot his auto blasters. Um, marksmanship to an R7, two crits, I think, for two crits, two hits. Uh, and you got unlucky, I think, and rolled one of A2 blanks on your E-wing. I did. Dice were again eluding me. Uh, so that was half on the E-wing there. And then... I'm not sure if Rick plinked one off or not, but um, I'm pretty sure Plo converted all three to hits and you blanked on the... Blankety blank. And that, unfortunately, was a dead E-wing. Um, I managed to... I think Han actually shot Anakin before that, didn't he? And I managed to natty my way out of Anakin taking the last damage and dying. And that was the end of the game. Um, ended up 113 to 64. It did, unfortunately. It was basically one in the last round. Yes, pretty much. Which I apparently have a tendency to do when I'm playing Kaylee. You really do. It, it gets quite frustrating. And you're surprised that I've played you only a couple of times in the last year. Okay, so let's jump into the mistakes. Um, do you want to go first or would you like me to go first? Uh, you can go first. Okay, so... My first mistake um, was with Anakin and was just assuming I was out of range. Both times that you'd managed to get that torpedo onto Anakin, I looked at it and just automatically dismissed it as being out of range, but then still took the evade just in case I was in range. Um, and both turns, I could have barrel rolled, and I think barrel rolling to make sure I was out of range would have been the better option. Certainly on the second torpedo, I remember it being ridiculously close. Oh, it and was, was it? it? And was... you could have barrel rolled out of it, because I was sure that it was in... You you weren't even going to consider it. Well, I, did, it I dismissed it. When, we, when I was measuring range for you for the other shot and saying it's, you know, oh, you got range two to plow, I didn't even mention Anakin because I didn't think it was in. And, uh, yeah, both times the barrel roll would have definitely got me out of arc. I think, and would have been the better option. It wasn't barrel rolling me into anyone else's arc or getting closer. And because you're Anakin, if you really had to, you can system phase back to where you were. That's true, actually. And it, like, it costs a force, um, but like the point is, like if you'd really wanted to be in that spot, you can barrel roll out and then get back in next system phase. That's yeah. a really good point. Yeah, definitely. And um, obviously with the defence, if the barrel roll hadn't have got me out of range but it definitely would have both times i would still would have had the force okay not great as great as an evade but still good um so yeah that's my first mistake uh my second is trying to force gimmicks to work now the gimmick in my list is obviously the double modded proton rocket the first engagement when i tried to get it onto han and i fall forwarded barreled into an evade had the bullseye, um, took the lock, and then you just, I think you one or two banked, which didn't quite bump, and then you boosted past me. That was right. And 
I think the better choice there would have been just to fall forward and take the target lock for two reasons. If you hadn't been banking, I still think, because it was a large base, I would have just clipped the right-hand side with the bullseye, because I barely clipped the left-hand side after the barrel roll. Um, and also, it wouldn't have left me stressed. So, because he was stressed, he ended up out of shooting for two or three turns, because I was too close to one bank, and the only other blues on the torrent are are straights. So I ended up having to go the long way around an obstacle and trail plow behind him. Whereas if I'd taken the target lock, I could have just two-hearted, not been stressed. If that had landed me where I thought you were going to end up with a bullseye, I could have focused anyway, which would have saved plow having to pass the focus over with his ability, which keeps plow better modded. Or my choice of... Because I set up oddball first and you set up Han after him... And because Han's a large base ship, I was just thinking, hmm, that's going to be quite easy to get the bullseye on. It's large base. You're probably going to come straight at me. Hopefully I can get it off. Um, I probably would have actually been better going after one of the two I-4s because I know where they're going to be while I'm doing my moves. So a bit of target priority there. I mean, if Han had lucked into it, great. And taking a lock on Han for the just-in-case, I think, was the right decision, but doing it through the janky gimmicks was wrong. Okay, over to you. Uh, so as usual, uh, I am not a very good round zero player. Regular listeners to our podcast will know that that's a thing that apparently translates across our marriage, because neither am I. <laughs> uh, so when it came to the placement of uh, my gas cloud obstacles... I should have really taken this into huge consideration in instead of trying to make pretty patterns across the across the mat as I do. Wait, wait, no, stop! Wait, no, you can't. <laughs> my, my, my mistake is I tried to make a smiley face out of my obstacles. <laughs> no, what she does is she just goes, "Oh, I'm going to put because I have the Hoth FFG mat," and Katie just sits there going, "I'm going to place this one on top of that mountain." Okay. Yeah, no, I, I I agree. I agree that, that this is a mistake. But that, <laughs> I, I'm to be fair, that's, that's not the actual mistake. No. It's uh, one specific on. obstacle on. you made a mistake with. Uh, on this occasion, having Han, a large pl- a base ship that requires to be within naught to one of obstacles in order to use his ability, I should leave myself nice big gaps in order to get around, but not leave my opponent the option of putting in another obstacle uh, to make the gaps really teeny-weeny. So when placing one particular obstacle, I should have measured a range two gap in order to not let Sean place uh, an, uh, one of his further obstacles into that gap. So, yeah, just a little tip for for anyone who might be starting out and listening. If you set up an obstacle at range two of another obstacle, you will not be able to fit a third obstacle in between because it has to be range one from both plus the width of the obstacle. Possible exception being the little moustache rock, but then it won't be directly in between. There'll be a bit of an angle. It'll be like a triangle rather than a line. Okay, Katie. Um, I believe you've got one more to talk about. 
Well, as you were discussing in the uh, in the gameplay, uh, I was a bit unlucky with uh, Ten Num when I was taken down from just having lost one shield to being a dead ten. I managed to lose seven points within that one round, and uh, this was probably me being way too happy-go-lucky in my movement, not caring that I was stressed uh, being, te uh, being 10. I thought, yes, this one, one little stress token will keep me away from three shots, including a uh, uh, proton rocket. rocket. Yeah, proton rocket. And uh, I think this may have been a huge, huge underestimation on my part, particularly as that proton rocket was fully modded. I did not understand that the, uh, the odds were hugely in Sean's favour when it came to the setting off of this proton rocket. And there's actually me deciding not to uh, save save just one shield at the beginning of these rounds just from range three plinking off of points would actually be my whole undoing and in turn probably the un unravelling of the rest of my game and the knocking of my confidence for the rest of the the game. Sad face. So we we discussed the 10 now, Mark, straight away, didn't we? We did. Yeah, because um, we, we talked back. I don't if if I'd been in your shoes, I probably would wouldn't have spent it on Anakin's one, um, because it's one shield. You were still left with six hull. I think I might have spent it on Plows though, because you'd rolled. You know it was one. You'd rolled blank focus. If you'd spent spent it on Plows, you would have been left with six health left, because you were only going to be rolling one evade dice on the. Proton rocket, um, you were uh, sorry against the proton rocket. You would only ever have one focus result you could mod, so you weren't exactly you weren't sort of saving it for two. Whereas with the Annie shot, blank focus. Okay, you know you're going to get two from the next shot. They might be two eyeballs if I'd scored more than one hit. That's fair, but I think at that point I probably would have spent it and not wait for the. Uh... The return shot that uh, that never came, unfortunately, being a, a lower initiative. I was holding out for those uh, four eyeballs that I was going to roll in that uh, that shot, but yeah, alas, yeah. it I, didn't come. I understand the the wanting to shoot back um, and having a mod for it because it was a nice shot. It was range one in twelve, or you would have killed him. But hence why this is my big mistake. <laughs> you've got to survive first. Yeah, rule one: survive before. Before aiming to shoot back. But yeah, that's about it for our game, I think. It was quite good. It was a fun game overall. Um, I might play again at some point with you. You never know. I mean, look, look, on, the, look on the plus side. You didn't have to use R2 on hand because I never got all the shields off. This is true. Small victories. Small victories. I didn't have to remember my one trigger. I guess that's a victory. Definitely. I'll take that as a win. <laughs> Okay, Sam, uh, let's hear about your game. So, mine was a good game against Fabian, really good player, uh, and he was, he brought a scum salad and I brought my separatist aces list. So, I was running Django Fett in the fire spray with Lone Wolf, Dooku Crew, Proton Bombs, 
uh, false transponder codes, shield upgrade, slave one, and the Boba Fett gunner. And I brought along with him Sunfac with Ensnare and Predator. Uh, my opponent has a four ship list. We've got Tarani, uh, Tarani Kilda uh, in the Kimagila with Cutthroat, Cluster Missiles, and false transponder codes. Zuckus, everyone's favorite, with Zam, Mist Hunter title, and a jamming beam. Old Tarok naked in the uh, Fang Fighter, and Gamut Key in the Hawk with Gleb uh, as crew and Thermal Detonators. Uh, so yeah, it's an interesting uh, little list. Zuckus is going to throw a lot of dice. Um, yeah, and, and that's it. And then, and then I think the, the plan with Zuckus is usually throw a lot of dice. Tarani is Tarani. He's going to be doing bullseye shenanigans. Gamut Key and the Hawk is is an interesting pilot ability. It's same as his crew. Except he gets to he gets to choose um, a ship in, in his firing arc uh, that can keep uh, circular tokens. And then Old Tarok is Old Tarok. He strips tokens. It's a pretty good salad list. So, uh, funnily enough, uh, I, I believe I give uh, Fabian first player. It doesn't really matter because I'm two sixes and he's all going before me anyway. Uh, the rock setup, we kind of end up with like a cl like a cluster like diagonally across. Uh, the table starting in my in my bottom left, you know, to his towards his top right, and I think I think I'm fine with the rocks as is. There's a nice cluster um, for Sunfact to run around in. Not that he has many targets to tractor, uh, and they're spread apart enough because he ha my opponent has two medium based ships, so Django has enough space to move around in. So I'm all right with the rocks. Uh, I start uh, with my ship Sunfact in my bottom left corner, Django in the bottom right, both like at 45 degrees facing towards the center of the board, so I can sort of go slow and decide what I want to do when I see what my opponent does. He starts spread across the center of his table, all facing towards me. And the game starts with I'm, like I said, I move slowly in with the ideas like Django can boost to one side if he needs to turn around, and Sunfat can chatter himself around. Uh, and I'm just waiting to see what my opponent does. He goes basically straight towards the center of the board. All four of his ships fly straight towards the sensor. Um, uh, the next turn, or next two turns, uh, play out, and Tarani turns away to face off with Sunfak, and the other three turn towards Django. Uh, Django moves in, locks Old Tarok to take away his focus, and Sunfak bumps into Tarani. Uh, at this point, I try to track to, like, to the right of Tarani to get out of his arc and line my bulls out with him, but it fails, but it's fine because his turret is now pointing towards the other three ships, who are, who are basically near the center of the board, but all facing towards my right, and Django is facing towards them. Django puts three damage into Old Tarok, including a crit, I believe. Uh, I believe it's uh, I believe it's wounded pilot in the end or stunned pilot. And Fak takes a shield off Zuckus. Um, and in response, Django loses three shields uh, because a theme of this game is my lone wolf. Whenever when I roll it, doesn't actually ever do oh, anything. So many blanks into blanks. Uh, but that's. That's what it is. That's what rolling dice is. I lose three shields to Zarkus and Tarak. So, honestly, an okay start. Not great. But if I can knock off Ulti soon, this is going to be doing fine. Uh, next turn, Zarkus and Tarani K turn. So Zarkus is just to the right of where Django is. And he's probably hoping that I've gone straight. So I'll basically end up slightly in front of him. Tarani's K turned behind Sunfak. Gamut's moved forwards and co and he coordinated Zarkus to focus before he t uh, K turned. Tarek turns in towards Sunfak, but bumps into Gamut Key, which is quite unfortunate for him. Django uh, were, was turning hard towards my opponent's board edge, so he bumps straight into Zuckers, which I'm fine with. Uh, he's not in Zuckers' arc, and he can shoot Tarek or Gamut Key. And Sunfak turns towards the centre of the board, and I tracked myself towards my opponent's deployment, 
uh, trying to get a rock between him and Tarani, and I also line up a shot onto old Tarok and Gamut Key. Uh, shooting comes, Django and Fak kill old Tarok, and Gamut knocks two shields off Django. So, I've killed um, old T, and I've, but I've lost five shields from Django Fett, uh, which is not ideal. And so, whilst I think at the t I'm looking at it back, and I think that this is an okay decision because I was trying to focus my two ships onto one of his, see if I can knock one off, uh, and then try and pick them off. But in hindsight, this is going to turn out to basically set myself up to be a bad decision because uh, with my two ships heading towards each other, I'm about to turn Lone Wolf. And Tarani's now behind Sunfak and uh, can basically just follow me in. There's not a whole lot I can do. Uh, what I probably should have done is made it so that uh, Sunfak took the 1v1 with Tarani, because between with all of Sunfak's moves, I'm pretty sure I can dance around the medium-based ship and just keep getting shots off and have the 1v1 and let Django do fire spray things with the rest, because whilst I didn't know this at the time, I feel like Django definitely could have just finished off old Tarok and then kept going along. But I didn't do that. I turned Sunfak in towards Django, and here we go. Next turn, Gamut drops two thermals behind him. Spoiler alert, I forgot he could do this. Um, Zuckus and Tarani move straight to lose the stress. Django banked away from Zuckus, and uh, essentially he's now like with uh, Gamut Key in his side arc, so I only have a shot into Tarani. Fak one banked near the thermals, and so I had to track myself away. I turned my turret towards Tarani so, I could bo so both my ships could shoot at him, uh, and I also pass a trap to token onto Tarani. Again, no effect because it's a medium base, but why keep it? Um, Django and Sunfak take off Tarani's shields, and then Sunfak takes two damage from Tarani. Uh, at the end of this turn, Gamut Key uses his ability to make sure Tar to keep Tarani's circular tokens, which means Tarani keeps a focus and a tractor token. Uh, so, hey, potentially I can ensnare him. I won't, but hey. Next turn, Gamut keeps going forward behind Django. Coordinates a focus to Zuckus, who then does a one-hard um, towards my edge aboard, chasing Django Fett. Tarani 4Ks behind Sunfak, uh, and Django does a one-hard towards my edge aboard. So now he's his rear is at range 1 of Zuckus, uh, and Sunfak does a one-hard towards my edge of the board, uh, essentially running away. Django focuses, and Sunfak tracks himself uh, further away from the enemies, pointing the turret towards Django and focusing. This is let me in pass off the internet to Django so that I don't have any reduced dice. Uh, and I'm going to cut in myself here. This is this was a bad decision, because now both of my ships are facing away from all of his ships, and whilst Django doesn't really care, Sunfact doesn't like being chased because the one place Sunfact can't place his turret is behind him. Also, Sunfact now has no shot. Uh, whilst he has Arc Dodge Tarani, I, I have two ships against three, I need to be doing some shooting. If I had predicted the 4k, I could have potentially tracked a Tarani and then actually landed two tractor tokens on Tarani thanks to Gamut Key. Uh, but I didn't I didn't think the 4k was coming through and I would have risked being on a rock with uh, Sunfak. Uh, and also, if Zuckus had not turned after Django, Fak would have been face-to-face -face with an angry Zuckus at range 1 and I don't think Fak would have survived that. Uh, at the end of this turn, after trading... Uh, shots uh Django takes the Zuckus shot and the um Zam shot from Zuckus so that's uh 10 dice versus six uh, Tara uh Django is down to two hull uh, and I knocked Zuckus's shields off which is you know great um 
And at this point in the game is where I'm going to say, I'm going to say I make my final mistakes that actually matter. I make more mistakes later, but I think this is the final mistake that really like set the game on its pace. Because uh, in my head, I've already lost this game. I've got Sunfak on two hull and Jangafet on two hull, an almost full health Tyranicolder, a full health Gamut Key, and Zucker still has all of his hull. So in my head, I've lost the game, and that kind of shapes my decision-making, and that's really bad, because I have two ships that um, definitely can still win this game from the position I'm in if I actually fly it well. But we'll find out how I fly it. Django dropped a proton bomb. Uh, Zuckus uh, banks over a rocket over the rock in front of him and takes a damage from it, landing directly on my bomb and bumping into the back of Django. Tarani banks towards my ships and focuses. Gamut turns to keep his turret pointing my way and focuses. Django turns towards Gamut Key, uh, manages to boost past him, dodging the arc, and so Django's only in Zuckus's um, arc at range three. Sunfak one hards in towards Tarani and tracks himself back into range of my own bomb, and yes, I did know it was there. Uh... This is this is the mistake. Uh, like I said, um, the the one hard de debatable. I didn't have to track myself into the bomb, but like I said, I'd already thought I'd lost, and so I was like, I'm gonna go down fighting, and I'm gonna line up a bullseye on Tarani Kilder, and we'll see what happens. And I was basically gambling that the crit that I was about to take wasn't a direct hit, um, and it was it's stupid. It's it's really dumb because. Yes, whilst I definitely did have to track to myself because I'd landed myself in Tarani's bullseye, I could have gone straight. Yes, landing on a rock, but better than taking a bomb. Um, and I'd still been able to pass the tractor off to, Tara to Tarani Kulda. Taking a range one hit, but I'd have the focus token because I would only skip my, skip my action step if I tracked myself onto the rock. And maybe I survive. Or I could have uh, barrel rolled away, uh, putting the rock between me and Tarani Kulda, getting an obstruct shot. Uh, which means I would still be on three evades thanks to the tractor, but I still have the focus token, and I'd even have a shot with my turret. Point is, I had two choices that weren't bad, and the one I chose, which is to put myself in range of my own bomb just so I could line up a range one bullseye, was a bad shot. It worked out-ish for me, because I didn't die to my own bomb. Uh, in fact, let me see, what have I got here? Do 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 Yeah, so I got a stunned pilot, Zucker's got a loose stabilizer, and Tarani got a damaged engine. So... Yay, I get to take my shot. Zuckus puts, uh, uh, sorry, Django puts Zuckus onto one hull uh, and ha adds, a, adds a loose stabilizer and a blinded pilot and a stun, sorry, adds, adds a blinded pilot and a stun pilot to his crit train. And Sunfat gives Tarani a loose stabilizer. Zuckus does one damage um, to Django, uh, leaving him on one. And Gamut Key puts two damage, puts the last damage into Sunfat. So Sunfat is now dead. Tarani whiffed his shot, which I couldn't have known at the time, but. Uh, yeah, more it's sort of more proof to me that there was a potential for me to, for Sunfact to still be alive at the end of the turn. Oh, definitely, because the um, <laughs> the two dice shot from um, Gamut Key was definitely an unexpected snipe. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was a range three shot into Sunfact uh, sadness, What's but that? two uh, and four, two and four. But the point the point is, uh, I ta I've taken one damage for free essentially. So if I if I had not barrel rolled into my um, own bomb, I would have been on two hull, uh, and the one damage that Gamut Key did wouldn't have killed me. Um, anyway, but that's hindsight and whatever. The game is now basically over. Django's on one hull, there's a one hull Zuckus, a full Gamut Key, and Tarani on like a, on a four hull. Um... In the end, I do end up killing Zuckus with Django, I get, uh, but I get bumped by Tarani, miss out on killing Gamut Key by one hull, 
uh, and he puts the last damage into the, onto my fire spray with Gamut. Uh, the fact for me, the fact that I actually got this close to potentially winning it with a one-hole Django effect. I mean, if if Sunvac had lived one more turn, or if I'd just been thinking more clearly about my decisions, uh, I definitely could have pulled this one out of the bag. I think Fabian flew this much better than me because. I essentially like forgot about my win condition. Like another thing I could have done that I didn't think of at the time is Sunfact barrels away, rolls away, rotates his turret towards Zuckus, and I take two shots at Zuckus. If Zuckus dies a turn earlier than he does, then all of a sudden maybe we're doing something. Um, but uh, yeah, um, if I had yeah exactly if I focused fired in my last in my Sunfact's last hurrah, I could have like stolen the win. Um, fun, some fact shot did put some damage into Tarani before he died, but like it was inconsequential in the end. Like my, I guess my ending note is I need to know my win conditions. I'm pretty sure that if I have either of my ships alive and on, on more than like one or two hull uh, against two of his ships, I, pr I have a good chance of winning. And the game started off really well. I basically killed Alteric for free. I traded a couple of shields with him, but taking off one of his ships for a couple of shields is great. But I grouped up. That I then grouped up my two ships that kind of want to stay away from each other, and gave my opponent one area of the board to put his arcs, so he could concentrate all his fire on one or one of my ships, uh, which is was dumb. And that's all I got. And you've, you've got anything to add to that? No. Um, pretty much summed up what I watched on the stream. But yeah, so this is this is the list I'm sort of planning on taking to Bespin when we do that. Uh, the sad thing is, I played on Hexile Stream the next day with a completely different list and won. And now I'm like, oh, but maybe that, maybe that list I won with is better than the list I lost with, which is not great thinking. It's not. It's not. <laughs> but I won with it, Sean. Don't. don't it, it, that doesn't <laughs> mean it's better. I mean, I guess, I guess, I guess, as a roundup, my my big thing is, don't give up, because. I think my I think my biggest mistake is that I looked at the situation and I was like, oh, I've lost the game. None of this matters. Let's have some fun. Whereas if I'd actually continued playing under the assumption I could win, maybe I could have pulled it out. Maybe I still lose, but who knows? Doing what I did ensured my loss uh, rather than actually playing to try and win. Because it, it, it's also like a weird, like, at odds with each other because I, I boosted with Django to arc dodge. So in my in like in my playing with Django, I still think Django can do stuff. But when I I just lost it with Sunfac is what it feels like, because I was like Sunfac's dead. There's no way out. Now we take aggression, even though I didn't have to, and he could have maybe lived. Okay, guys. So to sum up, uh, the ten take from mine and Kaylee's game, I think, is uh, don't assume anything. Don't assume that you're out of range. Don't assume that you're going to survive to to your shot. Definitely. <laughs> yeah, and I guess the tin take from my game is don't give up when you have your win conditions on the board. Like, even if it, even if the game does look bleak, um, that doesn't mean it's over until, like, it's not over to, I, I guess it's not over till the last dice is rolled, uh, but uh, thinking it's over and just going for violence or get, like, going to end it quickly uh, doesn't help anyone. Especially not you. I suppose that's a another form of assumption, really, isn't it? So, tips for this episode. In X-Wing, assumptions are bad. Except when they let you win. That's all from us this week. If you like what you heard, then don't forget to subscribe to keep up to date with all our latest releases. We also stream live on Twitch every Tuesday evening, and all of our matches are uploaded to our YouTube channel. Just search for Tin Squadron. 
And that way you can join us next week as we continue to drag ourselves out of the mines. Okay, guys, so it's goodbye from me. And goodbye from me. And goodbye from me, too. You can't nod, you have to talk. <laughs> uh, good point. Sorry, everybody. <laughs>